If you have not already heard, sexual awareness is a very important topic to me. And in this episode, I'm chatting with some of my homeboys on their journey as men with sexual awareness. If you haven't tuned in to our previous episodes where we as female talk about our journey into sexual awareness, I suggest you do so. You can definitely check it out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, or you can tune in visually on our YouTube channel. In this conversation, I'm joined by a few good male friends of mine, and it gets pretty interesting with these fellas. So please stay locked in. You don't want to miss this. This Around the Way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her, tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shay Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned, you might learn some things. So what were your earlier understandings about sex? You got to understand, at least from high school, when I got kicked out of private school, went to public school, mm. it was a whole different dynamic. It was Sex was almost like a sport. It would be nothing to hear dudes be like, yo, I smashed this chick or, you know, this chick for this weekend. Being exposed to all of this, you never thought about, okay, what does a woman have to experience in order for her to be pleased? Like, mm. at the end of the day, it was about your penis size. It was about mm. how long you lasted. Mm. And so this is how alcohol got introduced. So it's like, mm. I'm on the Henny dog or are we going to drink? And so now, because there was this pressure to now, I have to last this long. I have to do, you know, do all the things in order for me to have a good reputation amongst my peers. We've been taught aggression. I'm going to hit that. I'm going to smash that. How many bodies I got. It's like our vagina was treated as a, a, con a conquering area. As women, we were taught to accept that type of right. language yeah. to the point that we reiterated that. Like, yeah, girl, like he messed me up. And did no. for us as women, Women to now internalize it that the most abusive type of lingo described as a sexual act is the one that yeah he put it down compared to like he created a safe space for me he took time to know what do I like what I don't like mm. he let me have a voice mm. you know what I mean but again we're dealing with an upbringing where like um my homegirl Jerry was saying in the last episode it's easy to say oh no it's the guy's fault no it's the mm. female's fault mm. but both of us as sexes, as genders, we're taught wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now as an adult, we're becoming more self-aware if we choose to be. And we're understanding that as men and women, instead of saying, ooh, I shouldn't talk about this with the opposite sex, it's like we out here doing stuff uneducated, wilding. So it's like, might as well talk about it in a healthy manner. Gotta talk manner. about it. Did the concept of penis size ever affect you guys growing up? A woman could say anything about penis size all she wants but if the experience with that particular size is not up to par it don't even matter what to do mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. to do and that's where you know i think uh, this conversation is kind of necessary because a lot of times dudes go in like yeah i i fit the description of this preferred size but then you don't fit the description of the preferred pleasure Woo, but you know what's crazy that's, that's a word right. you know what i'm saying that's right 
<laughs> so it's just, it's just like it's important for us, yeah. Like you know, and I and I and I hear about it. I'm like, yo, because there are some people who we come in all different shapes and sizes. With, whatever size you it. come in, whatever shape you come in, you got to be able to make sure that you're aligned enough to be mm. able to know how to get pleasure for yourself, but also for the other person. Okay. So I, don't I feel for y'all in that because that was one of the pressures that you males had right. to to deal with yeah. with the the amount of time you're able to last and also your size because you always had to have like oh he has to be huge he has to be huge that's what y'all were taught but like you said her a lot of men come into the sexual experience thinking well i got it all together based on my size Right. But you absolutely don't know what you're doing. So it's it's right. very important that I discuss that because I feel like that's an element that has tainted your understanding of the sexual experience. That's right? a fact. So fact. yeah, that was you, a conversation you, that dudes, at least for me, I had, you know, yeah, you know, you're good, you're not because that was, as you said, that was ingrained in us. And of course, we go back to the music and we listen to the culture mm-hmm. that we grew up in. That's what mm-hmm. sex was. It wasn't for pleasure. It was for yeah, status. Yeah. It was, and so the whole role was reversed. When women was like, well, I'm a status. I'm a sex symbol. How many, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? How many dudes can I hit? And so it was never about yeah. pleasing and, and loving. And I think a lot of it has to do as we matured and grow, it becomes mm-hmm. about that connection, that person that you want to yeah. be intimate with and love. Where before yeah. it was just about, it's just what you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just animals out here just doing what we do. Got to get that to get by. As I got older, mature, of course, this is before my BC days, you know, and I was really into this girl. And I realized like, and, and it was a mental connection that I had with her. Mm-hmm. It was, it blew my mind. And so I felt like sex was going to ruin what I was receiving with this girl. And so when I, when the deed was done, it was like, yo, it was the best feeling in the world mm-hmm. to be like, have that emotional connection as well as that physical connection, which is, it, it, it was, this is what love is. This is what mm. making love with somebody is. You know, of course, I got heartbroken after that, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> you're all right, man. You're it's all right. All right. Oh, we, you're real G, you know? Hockey's a broken baby. Right after that, I'm heartbroken, right? Things didn't work out with this with this female. And immediately, the boy's like, you ain't hit it right. You know that pillow you bought? Mm. You ain't proper. And so it messed with me up. Like, you know, where I'm just like, maybe that's the reason why she ended up leaving. And so that was that was kind of the culture. That was the kind of the battle that I was facing from high school all the way to mid-20s, where the first time that I experienced love, you know, that voice to men R&B love type thing, it was quickly dismissed. Like, yeah, you ain't hit it right, bro. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. You, you know, ah, you, you know what I'm saying? Get it too small. Ah, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You laugh it off, but psychologically, you know what I'm saying? Mentally, you're just like, yo, is that, is that the reason why she didn't stay? Yeah. 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 When did you realize the importance of sexual awareness? Man, I was I was a wrong dude, man. I always try to find that right girl, but the ones that I didn't find that right girl, I wasn't thinking about pleasing her. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get mine. If you didn't get yours, then that's your fault. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's sad because I was I I got to that point and I was like, yo, nah, let me chill. But the crazy part, like, touch it up on that when we had that connection, right? Like, talk and everything was great. I remember a girl had me wait for like six months, like. No, no, about four months, honestly. And she had me wait, and she had me wait. And when we had sex, I was like, I'm good. You know, and I felt bad about that too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's foul, man. And I, you know, I look back to it. Like, every girl always treated nice, but I was a womanizer. You know what I'm saying? Like, a word you like, you like this. All right, let me treat you like this. Then let me get it. And then I, right, I see you Wednesday. You know what I mean? It was, it was wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I remember that. I remember having that connection. That when I did do it, it was just like, yo, we I had the connection. I was gone. 
Was so are, are you saying that you realized the women that you had connections with because you now switched to a mindset where it's just like I, I got minds, like you said, you after four months, after four months, I got minds, but you mm -hmm. took for granted the connections that you had with, with these women. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But you know, also it's just like I don't know, man, you know, because back to point. I expected something, mm. right? I expected it to be good. Like I was, I was wrong, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the mind was messed up. You know what I mean? Because like I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, man, my my teenage experience was not that at all. Like it was <laughs> like yeah, I was on the sidelines. You know, like oh man, these dudes out here really get because like all throughout high school was like it was interesting i know at 15 early you mentioned the, the age 15 i know at 15 is when i like i guess i saw porn and then mm. i for that one year so this is a phenomenon to me like for that one year i watched porn and then you know i experimented by you know masturbating and stuff like that but then one day i just woke up like i don't even want to do this no more like mm. it's like i don't like it's just weird it was affecting my like I used to work with my uncle cleaning. I used to be like, yo, uncle, I'll be right back. Run to the bathroom. It's cold as hell in the bathroom. I'm trying to get one off. It's like, this is, what am I doing? I had to step yeah, back yeah. and recognize myself. And then in school, all the other, like, you know, like the game bangers, the, uh, the cool cats and all that stuff. I was cool with all of them. And like the women that were in the school, like some of them I was attracted to, but I would never get to that point of, you know, ended up sleeping with them because all the mm. cool cats was, were the ones that's doing it. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. But I would be on the sidelines watching and observing, like, how do these, these dudes maneuver themselves to kind of get these women? But then I realized, mm. like, all these women are in pain. Like, these women mm. are not, they, they may say, they may feel pleasure for, like, a little moment. Is much more, there's so much more pain than pleasure in their mm. experience. Girls getting heartbroken, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, I'm like, yo, sex got to be more than pain. Like it has to be more than that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I got to a point where it's just like, I can't just do it with anybody. I believe that sex is, is more than just an act. It is mm -hmm. like something, it's like a gateway that leads to the deeper things in life. It leads to the intimacy, right? We crave sex because we want intimacy. We crave, we crave sex because we want a connection. We crave sex because we want pleasure. We crave sex because we want validation. We want healing, et cetera, et cetera. And I started realizing how, how important it was to be really selective with my partners, really selective with who I allow into my space and stuff like that. And because like, I believe sex was so sacred and that is a gateway like to other things. I was like, nah, I just, I just can't be with anybody. Like, you know, and that was part of like my awakening and like my trajectory into studying and learning about like sex, like learning about like what is, um the point of sex what is the point of pleasure what mm -hmm. how can i please this woman and I, at the same time please myself and we're having an experience thank you for coming this far into the episode i wanted to share the exciting news of she discovered podcast expanding to youtube we will still be streaming audio episodes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. In addition, extra episodes will air via YouTube from time to time, so please be sure to follow and subscribe. Updates and teasers can be found on Instagram at She Discovered Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the episode. 
what we mentioned in the last episode when it came to male's ego. Mm. I believe because of how you've been taught mm. of not to hear our voice and how us as women have been taught that, okay, you know what I mean? Like, just go with the flow, go with, with what pleases him, that we didn't learn how to deal with the male's ego, right? We didn't learn how to say, okay, let me tell him I don't really like it this way. I don't appreciate it this way. But I I, I want to kind of hear your elements of like, when did you learn now to dismantle your ego when it comes to understanding that it's not all about you? For me, it was, um, it, it was definitely during my BC days. I remember uh, I was definitely caught feelings for, I met this chick at the club and she was uh, a cougar. She was much older than I was, maybe about 12, 10, 12 years older. But at that time, you know, for me, I, I do want to kind of, premise this by saying like sex i didn't have sex with everybody i was always in the mindset like if something pops off like i want to be able to at least say that's my baby mama and and like mm -hmm. good job you made a good mistake as opposed to like oh bro that's my you know <laughs> don't want to be having 18 years of regrets <laughs> right but in this particular you know like i i was we were friends with benefits we enjoyed each other's time because i know in the podcast you was talking about different women are pleasured differently mm -hmm. you know so for her i was very sheltered i was very that's when i was starting to be educated i like this i like that no there this that and the third she was older she was a woman she knew what she wanted and so you're much more in tune or willing to listen when you're into the person as opposed mm. to there's no interest. A guy is not going to take his time mm. to be like, what is it you like and don't like? Because that was an experience that I never had before. And so that was kind of with my growth and understanding of like, oh, there's steps to this. It isn't just gotta go. It's I like this, say this, do that. And so, yeah, you have to. And so when it comes to the male ego, it, it all depends. You know, you're not really asking, hey, did I do OK or not? Like, mm. you know, even when women will sell dudes out, it'll be like, yeah, mm. but I still hit. So that that was kind of the still got it. Doesn't matter how I did or didn't do. So currently, I guess I want to, because we've, we've heard your, the mindsets of your experiences. So currently, right? So I know you all are men of faith, right? So although you have had your experiences, David is married right now. Kudos to the married life. You know what I'm saying? Showing the ring. You know what I mean? So, and Loami and Herb, Herb, I know you are a fiance right now. So Let's you're about, go. you're about to get that ring on your finger. Congrats, man. And uh, Loami, you're, you're the you only be gentleman. putting my business out, <laughs> yeah. Don't be putting his business out, yo. That's big. Look, <laughs> that man on the base. Hey, come on, man. Ladies. Ladies, no room, like, ladies, Loami is available. Listen, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Lo ladies, Loami is single right now. Feel me? Yeah. Slide, slide into the DMs. With all of that said, how do you? I'll, I'll go to David first. How do you now? And I know while respecting the privacy of your marriage and your wife, but with as much as you can say, how do? Okay, she gave you permission. All right, cool. So, yeah. how do you now express? sexuality within your marriage in a healthy way dismantling everything you grew up with everything you put in the background you know i pray to god a lot like as in take this away from me at one point i wouldn't let her give me you know i wouldn't want her to give me any oral pleasure because i didn't want to look at her a certain way mm, that's real you know, you know what i'm saying because i was i was out of control 
you know, and you know, go back real quick with the condoms. I didn't, I didn't care about it. Praise God, I ain't catching no disease, y'all. Praise God, yo, because I was like, I got a condom, not condom, whatever. But with my wife, you know, it was like I said, when I became a Christian, it was just a, a different person. You know, what I mean, I met my wife as Christian David because when we met, I'm like, yo, here's my resume, give me your resume. Telling you, six months later, I was like, yo, I want you to marry me. I was like 29. I met her like a year after. That became a Christian. When I became a Christian, I was like 100% focused. But here's my resume. Give me yours. You know, I would ask a question. Of, if you want to ask a question, make sure you're ready for the answers. I would ask a really serious questions. I'm like, yo, ask me anything. Communication is key. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it's like, yo, tell me what you like. It's like both ways. I have the green. You have the green, right? The Bible talks about that's your body. Your body is hers. Her body is yours. Mm -hmm. But also, it's not like you got to do what I want you to do because mm -hmm. it's my body. You know what I'm saying? It's not trying to be, you know what I mean? But sex is very important in marriage. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just take my wham, bam, thank you, man, because I'm not going to say bye to you because we got that ring on. So hey, wait, you know wait, I mean? wait, you gentlemen, uh, Loami and Herve, now going into or planning you know, your sexual experiences with your future spouses, how do you now view yourself, you know, talking about sexuality or entering into sexuality? Yeah, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a lot of dismantling because sex was always, I found my value through sex. And so if I can have mm -hmm. sex with this person, there will be the connection, the relationship, the whatever that I'm seeking. And when those things don't work out, then, you know, the part of me that's lost, the whole concept of soul ties is like, it's a real thing. So for me, uh, taking a lot of my experiences from the past, and even, you know, when you court a chick or you talking to a girl, I'll keep it a buck, like very reluctant to like talk to a girl that has no experience in the past. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like I have so much baggage, so much stuff that I've gone that I don't want to, I feel like taints her experience or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, especially if she's reserved or whatever it may be. So um, for me, it's it's understanding is not just sex, it's mind, body, and soul. It's a whole complete mm. package where for me, yeah, you look good, but how's your, what's your soul like? What's your mind like? What's, you know what I'm saying? Are you are you emotionally healed? And all of those things for me, it's, it's a mindset. You know, for the most part, it's always been this concept of like, it's just a physical element as, as opposed to being it, allowing it to be a, a more spiritual component. Um, that's real because Herb and I were having that type of conversation where when you're going into a faith-based mindset of sexuality, mm. right? Waiting until marriage, then you have the concept of maybe dealing with someone that isn't experienced, right? Or is a virgin. It could be either the woman or the male. And both parties are now going into this experience with what they call sexpectations, right? And trying like to understand, that. am I going to be able to please this person? Or like you said, I don't know because I don't want to taint this experience for her. Or I don't want to burden her because I'm still figuring things out or I'm still dismantling thought processes that I've been taught growing up. So I know her view, you, you want to, to touch on that because I think it's very important that we talk about communicating with one another, but also mm, being very. realistic with the preconceived notions we come into the experience with, where we could talk about communication all the time, but there are still certain things that we're afraid to be vulnerable and vocalize. And that even brings up issues. So yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. Her. To add to what everybody said, 
and to answer your question, for me, it started at looking at things within myself, things that looking at things as everything is spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. Everything begins in the spirit, everything begins in the mind. And then that is then manifested in the flesh. And then that is now something that kind of gives you a, a certain type of awareness of what's happening outside of my body or inside of my body, which then will, you know, show outside of it. I think that questioning why it like, you know, as I was saying before, questioning, like, why do I want these things? If this person has not had this experience, why do I want them to replicate this experience? Why do I want them to do this? Because is it something that is going to add to both of our experience or is it something that's just selfishly, um, Mm. you know? So, and I think that's where, you know, sexual awareness is not different for men or women. It's the same. Mm -hmm. However, how, how that is expressed or how that is learned is different. And I think that when we ask the questions like the who, what, when, where, and why, where would I, where did I get this desire to kind of like want this in our experience? And then quite have that communication, have those tough conversations with individuals because it's it's not easy, you know? When you have a preconceived notion going into like a sexual experience, it kind of, you, you're going to conflict because you're coming in like, oh, this is what I like. This is what I've experienced. This is what it should be when it's particularly not really what it should be. And then this person's coming in with their preconceived notions, whether it's it's something that they either done or heard. Because the thing about sexual awareness, the thing about this all is that you don't have to have sex to be sexually aware because you, you're coming in with preconceived notions, whether that's taught to you by the church. And truth be told, it's not only the church that's misinformed. Everywhere is misinformed. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere is misinformed. So when a person is coming into it with misinformation, but when mm-hmm. truth is actually, you know, being presented, when you guys are actually unfolding certain things, mm-hmm. that experience of cognitive dissonance, where it's like, oh, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. I start to rationalize what is what I believe to be is true, but then that kind of causes problems. So for me, how do I, I dismantle those type of um, preconceived notions and how do I dismantle my ego is I start with myself first. Jerry was talking about in the last episode about alignment. There's alignment versus destruction, right? Mm-hmm. If a person is not aligned, they cannot be aligned with somebody else. Mm. Facts. So if you're not sexually aligned within yourself, you can't be sexually mm-hmm. aligned in, with somebody else because it's going to be a collision. And when two things are colliding, there's damage that's done. Everybody comes into the, I guess, the sexual experience with mm-hmm. some level of damage in the sense that they have a false sense of um, teaching that they're coming into it with, whether a person is a virgin or not. Because there's a lot of people who are not virgins who are actually very misinformed. Mm-hmm. There are people who are virgins who are misinformed. You know, so it's just like a a thing where, as you were saying, the communication has to be very direct. It has to be very um, sincere and open because if it's not, then that's how egos tend to be protected per se. But then when you protect an ego, you kind of destroy the the essence of the whole relationship. Because that when it comes down to sex, right, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. the, the selfishness has to, has to lead. Right, right. Especially as men. Because I was reading uh, some research where it talked about how, like, the difference between a man and a woman in terms of, like, how they view sex, in terms of, like, the relational aspect versus the, the physical aspect, there, was virtu- there wasn't really a difference between the two. Because mm-hmm. men want to have that relational aspect as well. Mm-hmm. But we're taught not to. Right. Uh, there's a video where on YouTube where it talks about the hallucination of the brain, where everything mm. that a person like anticipates or knows is based off previous evidence. So that's why the unknown is so scary because there's no evidence to kind of like let you know that it's safe. 
So, for example, if you were her like a hear like a muffled sound, right? And you don't know what is being said, but somebody says, oh, this is what's being said, X, Y, and Z. Your brain is not going to take that as, oh, this uh, is the next best thing. So when I hear it again, I'm automatically going to hear the hallucination mm -hmm. of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with sex, where mm -hmm. it's just like you hear these things prior to having an experience or even while you're having an experience. So your brain computes it and uses it as evidence before mm. uh, uh, experience that would be actually very different. So, you know, you're just like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it is. So that's why it's so difficult when somebody is um, presented a different perspective or presented a different experience. It's kind of hard for them to accept it because that's not what their brain has accepted before. Mm. So it's important for us to, to be cognizant of that. Our answers to all those questions like who, what, when, where, and why in terms of our sexual awareness, it cannot be solely the intrinsic value of or the intrinsic aspect of horniness that's yeah. not that's not sexual awareness i recently mentioned that where i was just like one of my discoveries was realizing that men and women have more commonalities than we yes. think but we've been we've been taught yeah. to think differently, right? Now, don't get me wrong. With the sexual anatomy of a man and a woman, yeah, there are differences. There are differences in the way we get aroused. But at the end of the day, like you were saying, Herb, when it comes to the sexual experience, the end goal, we both want the same thing. We've mm -hmm. just been taught to see it differently, right? And have different um, perceptions and then go into the act with those different perceptions. Right. And it's it's now with these type of conversations that we're trying to figure our way back into coming into an alignment, into coming into a middle ground to saying that, okay, if we believe this act to be spiritual and sacred, then how do we create this atmosphere and this right. experience where we both come to the same conclusion? So is there a way y'all prefer sexual communication? Communication and and, and uh, complaining is mm -hmm. two different things, right? Of course. When, mm. Of course. You, you have to, there's a way in which you can communicate something where it's mm. far more receptive. I understand. But if it's mm. always like, you ain't do nothing. Nah. You, 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 you ain't nobody want to do nothing to nobody. This, you know is why, like, this is why it's important, especially Irv. Real quick, brother. Yeah. You have to give your wife that that uh, that resume. What, what you've you done. Resume, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like what you've done. <laughs> like when my wife is like this. Oh, yeah. I told before her. we got together, I was like, I worked in the hospital for 12 years. I did a lot of crazy stuff with a lot of girls at the hospital. I'm like, honey, this is what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Can you accept that? You're going to come in and you're going to see these girls walking through. I didn't want her. I didn't want any girl to be like, yeah, he did this. No, she know. Right. You understand what I mean? So it has to be a point you can't hold back. Your BC days has to be revealed. Even because we could say BC days, but the old the old you comes up sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, and you fall. You know what I'm saying? You have to be real with that. Here's my resume, yo. You know what I'm saying? I would say Give me your resume. You know what I mean? Sexual? What's your sexual preference? What you like? What you don't like? Yo, I ask questions like, yo, you did this and this and that to this person? You know what I mean? Because I want to know how experienced you are. I want to know where my experience can go with you. So at the same time you give a person the resume, you also have to be ready to kind of rectify the situation because they are going to be like, oh, this is what you've done. This is what I'm requiring. So say for instance, your person. Um, so being that I, I have been sexually active before, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, babe, this is what I did X, Y, and Z. 
And before she even asked, I'm like, don't worry. I'm going to go get tested so that you can have that safety and security. My guy. Really, like, you know, be to create that atmosphere of trust. Because a lot of times people will present the resume, but they don't want to actually go get tested. They but, don't want to, you know, go take the necessary steps to kind of make the yeah, other person feel safe. Yeah. So I think that's also important to know. You have, you give the resume, you got to gotta be ready for what the resume is to give trust. I would like to say this, right? We we've said a lot and I and I kind of want to wrap things up right now, but I, I also have that question, and we're not gonna get into it because I think that would even take a longer discussion. That sometimes I do wonder if it is necessary to receive the resume, because some people are just not comfortable in talking about their past or feel like it's not necessary because they're now entering a new relationship with you that there there's not a necessity to give you the body count or whatever. But I think it is very vital that if you're entering a sexual experience that yes, if you have been sexually active, you should get, get tested. tested. Yeah. You know, it's just practicing safe sex. Right. Yes. But for me personally, I think it's, it's the, per the people in the relationship choice. If they choose to disclose right. that or want right. to go there for me right. personally, I, I like that element. Like you said, that it builds an element of trust. Like, look, I just want to tell you what I've done, what I've been mm -hmm. through. So you can have my sexual background so you can understand who, you're entering into a relationship with, with yeah. um, to understand how I've either evolved or how I'm still struggling, whatever the case may be, he here's what you're getting into. And I, and I trust you enough. And I, and I see myself going into a deep relationship with you or a marriage with you that I believe you deserve to know this, especially the element of what you said, David, where you like, you, you don't want no other female to have a one, one on to have a one up on your wife to be right. like yeah go somewhere and maybe that's the woman you slept with long time ago and she may feel like mm, if she only knew I did this with him and your wife was like chick get out of here I already knew all of that right so I, I I respect that you know and that's I would like that but I understand that certain couples uh, many of them may feel like you know that's not a necessity as long as we move forward in a healthy manner and we get tested, then the past is the past. It doesn't matter, you know? So Shay, a quick jump, just a mm -hmm. quick jump. I, I want to, I want to, I want to just say this, like, like me saying that it's not, I'm uh, for everyone. Don't ask a question that you're not going to be comfortable hearing the answer. That's true. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I just wanted to say that like me saying resume, like, you know, I'm straight up. Like I'll mm -hmm. tell people my past, I'm straight up. It's not a problem, but sometimes like there's things you don't want to know yeah right and you're yeah. comfortable not knowing right you know i mean but i always tell put that in your mind like be prepared if you're not willing to ask the question and mm -hmm. you're not willing to share you know want to know the answer of the question you ask just be prepared mm -hmm. you know what i mean everybody deserves a second chance you know like you know what i'm saying Correct. from Correct. drug addicts to alcoholics to sexual to prostitution anybody needs just like god gave you that grace you know yeah. what i'm saying it's everybody the same grace you should be you should be given back you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. like everybody's not the same person you know yeah for Luami and herb while you are practicing celibacy abstinence because you're waiting until um marriage to to engage in the sexual act because you are men of faith how do you deal with the hormones mm. how how do you manage that the hormones that come around while still saying okay this is how i can continue to educate myself and become sexually aware but how do you deal 
with the hormones? That's a very good question because it's, it's no cookie cutter, cookie cutter answer for that. Um, what works for one may not work for the other. The whole working out thing and taking coach, that's a clip for that. What I would say is that um, is knowing when to stop, knowing your threshold. Mm. And granted, you're not always going to be as strong as you need to be in situations, you know, to not go beyond a point that you think you've gone too far. But I do think like, you know, uh, there's a importance in planning and knowing, yo, this is what we got to stop because if we mm. don't stop. <laughs> you know there's a direct answer like okay yeah once you do this this is automatically gonna stop that mm, mm. Um, part of it is knowing your weaknesses part mm. of it is knowing like yo if if this happens there's a high chance of of me going in that direction you know guilt is a is a very good um fence or hedge at least for me Cause like I know for me, I'm like I do not want to hear any like pushback regarding it. I don't want to feel any guilt. I don't want to be. Mm. I don't want her to resent me. Mm. I don't want her to get to a point where it's just like we're working towards this, but we keep going against what mm. we're working. On. And if we're trying to leave a legacy, it's not the the present moment that I gotta look to. I gotta look beyond the present moment to like where we're trying to go. So it's just like if I look further beyond the moment, I can gain strength to kind of be above the moment and not engage. So understanding your purpose, what you, you know what I'm saying? What goals you want to kind of achieve and locking into those things helps to community. Community is so mm-hmm. huge. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When you're by yourself and you're in isolation, that's where you get yourself into a lot mm. of trouble. When you're that's in community, it, it, it actually fulfills that longing for companionship, for connection, etc. And so community is a second vital thing. Nice. The third, those desires are not sinful. Those are mm. God-given desires. Your sexuality, you know, the the you know those those urges that you have. How do you then control those urges and not let those urges control you? And I think that's mm. more of a mental thing that we have to battle with. All of the times that I put myself into trouble, got myself into trouble, I was compensating and trying to get more physical because there was something lacking emotionally and intellectually because I'm not being stimulated in those two areas well let me overcompensate by being physical um i've been reading this book unwanted by uh, jay stringer um talking about how to heal from your um sexual brokenness there's a lot of principles in there that really addresses we just don't do things or think a certain way just because right. there's it's rooted mm. in some sort of pattern in the past uh, those moments where at least for me those moments where i'm like I, I feel like i need to have sex or i'm horny or whatever the case may be it's really lacking intimacy that i want mm. so immediately i go hang out with a group of friends you know what i'm saying it's not that right. that uh, as intense as it was is when you're in a constant isolation what, making sure what you're watching you know what i'm saying what That's you're listening to boy we i'm a visual creature so as soon as you put an image i'm like oh oh i remember <laughs> the laptop yeah, remember, no, just yeah, remember <laughs> dang i remember this shorty so i'm yeah. putting yourself in the rabbit hole especially for myself and i'm putting my i'm being very vulnerable when i say this mm-hmm. and shay knows like i've been somebody in ministry for 10 years and i have dealt with these constant battles and you know hey i'm not talking to no female i don't want nobody getting the wrong idea then when you do that you realize you know these girls are just as freaks as the ones in the world mm-hmm. and so you're always constantly battling with these things and so how do you keep true to yourself but at the same time, and I realized that those three major things, okay, number one, my purpose. When I'm locked in, yo, ain't no booty in the world gonna distract me from getting this 10 million that I'm trying to achieve, right? Yeah. Like, like I'm keeping it booked. 
But then at the same time, okay, community. Like, bro, when I have a strong community, bro, I'm not thinking about, right. oh, man, I want to. Yeah. That's my nice. uh, counsel that I would give anybody and that I think is pretty universal. The isolation is um, is is very hard, especially when mm -hmm. I accepted Christ when I was 28. I used to have these dreams, man, just crazy dreams, right? And then um, I was scared to be by myself, same because of pornography. Because what I would do is like, all right, I got to go. I got to hang out with my boy, so I got to go. So I would come home late. So I can just take a shower and go to bed mm. because, you know, especially when, when smartphones and all that stuff, you know, when they started growing, it's just got easy touching on her, like the, the guilt, bro. Like, like I, when I said the cry, I was so like, father, no, why am I having these dreams? You know what I mean? Why am I, you know, wow, just lust for that woman. Like, like you said, when I went to church, I thought everybody was going to say kumbaya and everything was going to be okay. Right. <laughs> And these girls was just out of control. And I'm like, wait, did this girl just bend down in front of me? You know what I mean? And just show me her whole thing? Like, okay, whoa, like the temptation was hard. And I was just like, I no, I can't do this because of God. And like those advice that you guys gave, man. For people to understand, right, that may not understand this mentality or have come outside of the faith. They may see this as, oh, this is why I left. This is too extreme. But to help people understand the foundation or the guilt factor um, that Herb was talking about is because we do abide by a certain belief system. And I love that we're putting it into place to say that we no longer want to also abide by the thought that having sexual desires is sinful right. or having uh, sexual urges is sinful because that is how our body is made, right? The, right. Uh, the mechanisms of our body. But understanding if we have a certain belief system that we desire connectedness, we desire intimacy, and we desire it in the confinement of marriage and a committed relationship, then these are the elements that I have to struggle with. Mm. Right, because people can easily tell you, y'all taking this too seriously. Mm. Just have sex. Just make sure you're doing it right, and make sure you're doing it protected, which is all mm. cool and all. But when you have a certain principle or moral, mm -hmm. there's a certain thing that you want to abide by, and people oh. have to respect that, right? Mm. But what we're doing is unlearning and relearning. We're unlearning what we learned from pornography, from the world, from our environments, and we're also learning the toxic things that church has taught us when it comes to sexuality, right? So all of these things that we're now realizing, okay, how can I now develop a balanced and mm. healthy sexual mm. awareness experience while keeping true to my belief system? Mm. The more you feed your spirit, doesn't mean that you're gonna not, that you're no longer gonna have these urges. But the more you feed your spirit, the more you're strong enough to kind of resist these urges. Like there was a point in time when I used to go to um, a, a girl's a, a girl's house. This was a girlfriend of mine, and as I'm going in my head, I'm like, "Yo, walk in the spirit, so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh." Mm -hmm. My mindset going there was like, "Yo, walk in the spirit." So you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Granted, I wasn't walking in the spirit because, you know, I definitely right, fulfilled the lust of the flesh that day. <laughs> but me, it was always a, a thing where it's just like I have to fight like my urges and not look at them as something that is wrong, but something yeah. that is at the wrong time. Like mm. it's, a, it's the wrong time for me to kind of indulge in them, but it's not the wrong time for me to feel them. Um. 
as we're coming to more awareness, uh, I had realized with the last episode where we were talking about different sexual practices, right, in different cultures, be- to become more aware, to understand that the Western the westernized version of sexuality is not all that there is, right? right. There are different sexual practices from different religions or even different cultures that hone in on the element of connectedness, right? And sexual awareness um, in the physicalities. But while doing more research on my part when it came to tantric sex or um, Kama Sutra or Kundalini sex, I began to realize these sexual practices that are connected to religions and cer- certain cultures, there are certain rituals that are embedded in these these practices that I do not subscribe to spiritually, mm. right? I mm. do not subscribe to it in my belief system. And at first I was like, man, I was kind of beating myself up where I was just like, what She Discovered podcast is and my platform I have to be aware of what I'm telling my audience, right? Because what I share with my audience is a reflection of me. And then I I knew, you know what? There's no need to beat myself up because it was in all sincerity of the education that I want to provide to my, you know, my viewers and my listeners. But I also knew I had to be aware of what I was promoting in the midst of doing more research, right? So again, Tantric sex, Kama Sutra, uh, Kundalini, they may have elements that would be of benefit, but when it comes to their base foundation of rituals, I don't subscribe to that in a belief system. And I just wanted to put that disclaimer because at first I was like, oh, you know, it, it was what it was, but it was sitting on my spirit to say, you know what? If this is the platform and, and if this is what I want to teach people, I also have to put that information out there. So I just wanted to 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 share that with my viewers. And I know some people may be like, oh, Shay, it's still not a big deal. But for me, it's important of, of what I do on this podcast platform. And it's important also, although I'm sharing information, it is also important that anything that I share or anything anyone shares with you to also do your own research as well, right? And and what exactly. you're ta- and what you're taking in. And with me, what's the beauty that I give to my viewers is that in my journey of discovering, hence the the name she discovered podcast, you're coming on this journey with me of all these things that I'm coming into, um, you know, revelation or connection with, or even realizing, oh, you know what? I changed my mind about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I, I like the fact that you guys were very open and honest because, you know, that's what I require on this podcast. But is there any last elements or things that any of you would like to share when it comes to, you know, just being sexually aware from a man's perspective? Uh, I think the emotional healing needs to take place. For a lot of people, there's a lot of emotional damaged people. And unfortunately, the conception of sex um, equated to love, what love is, understanding that as we reflect on our past preferences all of those things really digging deep as to why do i have this preference why do i think the Mm. way to think why do i feel like i have to uh do this in order for me to receive love etc etc emotional awareness self-awareness spiritual awareness those things lead to i would say sexual awareness as men we tend to 
think that we are not emotional, but we are emotional. Mm -hmm. We tend to think that we can't experience emotions. We tend to think that we're not relational, but you know, that's the, the traditional view is that men are not relational and that when for them, they're just visual and that's what sex means to them. Your past is not your present and your present shall be your past. Mm, facts. Forgive yourself, you know what I mean? And continue growing, you know what I'm saying? Become it is better than being. And we always can change. We have to detox our mind from the poison we allowed our brains to be injected with from social media, even though now it's still going, like from TV, from so many things, from porn, from all this other stuff. Throw that out every day and start fresh because that old, your old self is always trying to creep up. Thank you again, guys. We, we've said a lot. You guys, again, you. have been very authentic and I appreciate that and the gems that you shared and even your journeys and discoveries and even maybe the, the continuous struggles that you may still be going through at this time. This is not the only episode that she discovered podcast has please check out our other episodes um listen to other audio episodes streaming on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and definitely tune in for future episodes with she discovered podcast thank you gentlemen thank you shay appreciate you thank you for listening into this week's episode i hope you've gained some knowledge insight and clarity in this moment creating your own inner discoveries. And most importantly, head over to at She Discovered Podcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.